This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is sponsored by Pure Creative Apparel. From logo design to specialty clothing to branded merchandise, the team at Pure Creative Apparel can take your ideas and bring them to life. You can find out more at purecreativeapparel.com. And we thank Pure Creative Apparel for sponsoring this week's show. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 78 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I am your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Welcome, guys. Hey, we hope you had a fantastic week. You had great long runs, great races. Everything about it was awesome. And if we're joining you on your commute or on your run, we hope it's a great one. And... I like the idea that we could be joining them on their run or their commute today, both on our show and on the Experiences You Should Have podcast. Can you not? I am so excited. We went in August to Podcast Movement in Orlando, Florida, and being with such an amazing and large group of podcasters. You go in and out of sessions, and we just happened to sit next to Gail, who is the host of the Experiences You Should Have podcast. And what I love about that environment is that you get to brainstorm with such creative people, Ugh. and you get yourself bouncing your ideas off of them and vice versa. And sometimes they're podcasts that might not ever intersect with one another. And every now and then it clicks and you get the opportunity to collaborate in some way. And Gail literally grabbed us and was like, (laughs) they've got a a recording booth set up over there that we can use. And I want to do an interview. It was amazing. And I think that when we went into that session and we happened upon her, I think they were the only two seats left in the session. So it was almost like fate. Almost. Yeah. She does a great show about literally experiences you should have. And it could be anything. um, Swimming with stingrays. Oh, yes. Or diving the Great Barrier Reef or, I mean, just any number of types of events. And we struck up conversation and she liked the idea for our show and said, well, what is a race that is an absolute must do for you guys? And without rehearsing it, without (laughs) bantering back and forth, we both said the same thing at the same time, which was the Donna, the Donna. (laughs) And we told her a little bit about it, and then we were just off to the races. And she oh, literally. Was, literally. <laughs> and she was so kind to interview us for the show, and this week's episode of yeah. her podcast is us. Yes, yes. There's a little snippet teaser up on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, 
And the whole episode is at experiencesyoushouldhave.com. Oh, the experiencesyoushouldhavepodcast.com. Well, she's also got a Facebook page. She's got the website. Experiencesyoushouldhave.com. I was right. And you can find the Experiences You Should Have podcast basically anywhere your podcasts are served. Mm. And I know for a fact it's on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts because I checked today. Yay! I was checking on our devices, doing some software updates and all that. So go check her podcast out. Mm. Uh, Learn about some things that you might want to check off of your bucket list. I mean... It's such a great idea for a show. And we're very big fans now. We've been listening for the last couple of weeks to get an idea for, you know, what the, what the show's all about. And Mm. we're just really excited to be a part of it and cannot thank you, Gail, enough for having us on your show. And do you know what I, I love about it too? She has such a focus on making experiences accessible to everyone. Yes. And that is such a connection to our show because we run for the experience of being in a new place, supporting a great cause. It is, we are connected because we're focused on the experience. It's not necessarily about winning a race for us. Exactly. And that's what I love about meeting her and being on that show experiences you should have.com people do it do apple it. podcasts any anywhere you get your podcasts have a listen subscribe yeah so speaking of runs oh let's talk about running let's talk about or, it or the lack of lack thereof or well, well there was some talk, running there was yeah some running. First of all, we didn't have to run away from Hurricane Dorian. That was really great. And for us, for us, we were lucky, as were most of our counterparts throughout the state of Florida. Yeah, I think our friends up in the Jacksonville Beaches area, speaking of Donna, Mm -hmm. um, they got some wind and rain. But um, aside from having to board up and get out for overnight, I think that everybody was pretty good. It's there. it's just the people in the Bahamas that I really feel for. Yeah, I, I know that there were some confirmed deaths there, and the, devast- the devastation there is described as catastrophic. So we are, we are keeping the people mm. there in our thoughts. It's just awful to see what's going on there. And we we hope for the best, and wherever we see local fundraisers or donations and things going on, I know that a lot of different places and a lot of different organizations have that, that kind of set up to I've try and get them some help. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, I've seen something this week about a virtual run for mm. the people of the Bahamas. Yeah, I'm going to do a little bit of research into it and see what's okay. up with that, and then we may have something in our social media a little bit, little bit later this week. Okay. But, um, it didn't really impact us too much over here. I think we got one outer rain band on the west coast of Florida. Yeah. It, it basically was no different than a, a regular afternoon thunderstorm for us. In fact, it wasn't even as bad as some of our... Um, active thunderstorms that we get on a regular summer afternoon. And in mm. fact, we have one cooking outside right now as we're recording. So we do. Um, if, <laughs> if, if you hear a loud boom, that, that'll be mother nature. Or you could hear some dogs in the background. Barking at the thunder. Having reactions. <laughs> but so <clears throat> at any rate, 
We, it was not a travel week. No, not a travel week. No. And um, for me, anyway, it was really a, a week for physical therapy, which is yes. the, the phase I'm still in right now. You are dedicated and you are doing everything that they are telling you to do. Yeah, they've graduated now from from working on range of motion to strengthening. So they're basically kicking my butt every time I go now. And I'm, I'm legitimately breaking a sweat and sore the next day. It is really good as far as updates. They actually said my I have full range of motion now. Yay. They just want to work on my strengthening a little bit more before mm. getting me back out to actually running. Although they have incorporated a little bit of running into my PT. How does it feel? It's nice, but I'll tell you, I am noticing the lack of training, lack of conditioning. Really? A little bit. A little bit. Uh, because they'll Even get, though we ran in Anchorage. Well, I walked in Anchorage. You know what I mean. Right, but I yes. didn't do any interval work there at all. So it's been uh, humbling to be on the treadmill and realizing, oh, I haven't been doing this in now. Now it's about 12 to 14 weeks. True enough. Given, wow. Given Where the did the summer time. go? I know. So they've gotten me back to doing a little bit of interval work uh, <sighs> on the treadmill. And today mm. they actually had me running on a trampoline. So on a trampoline? On a you trampoline. You didn't tell me that. Yeah. So <laughs> it's been it's been a little bit uh, humbling, like I said. But uh, things are coming along well. They are allowing me to do more strength work. So mm. she cleared me for doing squats today. Ooh. So I can start incorporating some, at least some calisthenics back into my routine to try to maintain my strength. And mm. then one of the other trainers there really recommended that I do some pool running. So I may, oh, pool running. I may get to the pool this week and nice. actually do some pool running to mm. work on that. So that's kind of my update. I, I Sadly, I have not gotten out to do any of the distance work that might be necessary, according to Jeff. So uh, how about you? Well, you remind me with your update... And telling me about what you're doing in physical therapy, that strength training is key also. And I need to keep that in mind as we head into these last couple of months prior to the Wine and Dine two-course challenge. Mm-hmm. And Jeff's race coming up in December. The we Wine and Dine, some, we have November. We big stuff coming in November and December. November is Wine and Dine, and then December is Jeff's race. And... I have a training plan with him, and this week it is some higher mileage. Usually every two to three weeks there's a higher mileage after we've done a race in order to maintain the endurance and distance work. So this week's assignment is 14 miles, and in the off weeks he has me doing some speed work, some half miles or what he would call 800s in certain periods of time and he says Amy don't focus on I have to get a PR the next time I have to get a PR the next time do the work that is his message he said it not so bluntly but he was very nice he's always so positive in his messages his email messages to me he just said do the work find enjoyment in the training and the results will come. It's that whole qualitative versus quantitative thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're doing the running, you're doing the work, the results will come. So that's what I'm focused on. That's a good way to 
keep your mindset right, I think. I think so, because if if you're always focused on that PR and then you don't hit it and you don't hit it and you don't hit it, I feel like the temptation is to slip into a negative mindset. Yeah, I think that that's, that's true. And, you know, it's easy when you miss a, ra- miss a run mm-hmm. and you start dogging yourself for, oh, I was lazy, I didn't yeah. put in the work, and then that can actually become self-fulfilling. And you don't want that. And I feel like, you know, I talked about on the podcast over the summer wanting to have a PR in Anchorage, but I think you do have to consider what are you know, what is the goal you really want? Yes. But also look at all the work you put in and crossing a finish line is amazing. All miles are miles. It doesn't matter. But you, you gave up your PR to hang back with your slow crippled husband. And I appreciate that. No, no. I mean, I, I was very torn in terms of my mindset there because I, thought we should enjoy that once-in-a-lifetime experience together of going to Alaska and seeing what we have never seen before. True. It's kind of like when we when we first did, when we did our first half marathon together. Mm-hmm. And we decided, okay, we're going to go at our own paces. And you were, what, at mile three when you texted me because I was behind you. And you said, I'm waiting at this mile marker because I don't want us to do this apart. So I, I think it's all about, you know, me and we talked about being on the Experiences You Should Have podcast, but it is about just as much as hitting a PR about the experience and the accomplishment too. True. So, Well, what I'd like to know from the listeners is what do you do to stay focused on the positive aspects of your training Mm. when you miss a run or if you have a bad run or Mm. a bad day at the gym. If you're doing cross training and you're off days when you're not running and you're having like a bad lift day or whatever the case may be, what are the things that you do to stay positive and maintain your momentum when you're working out and Mm -hmm. training for that next race? Let us know. Shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. That's info at runeatdrink.net. We want to know what you do. Uh, What are your mental tips and tricks? And you can just email it to us. You could email us a sound file. Whatever the case may be, we'd love for you to send us a sound file so we can drop you into the show. Keep it to about a minute. Tell Mm. us your name and where you're calling from. And we'd love to include you on the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. But if you don't want to email it, you could also call it. Yes, 941-677-2733. That's 941-677-2733. Now, in the process of getting ready for upcoming races, we started looking at the race schedule and the, the lack of big race events that we had here locally in our area of Florida. Mm. So we started broadening our horizons to try to find some races we could go to on a weekend to get our training calendar or or maintain our momentum in our training calendar. And add variety. And we wanted to add some variety and we wanted to really maintain that training momentum. So Mm -hmm. it looks like we added a race in October. 
We did. Want to share that? Because it hasn't been put on the website yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we have decided to run the southernmost half marathon at the beginning of October. It's like the second weekend in October. October 11th. 12th, 12th and 13th, 13th that yeah, weekend. That weekend. Now, we said we wanted to add something new in variety, but this seems like an awfully familiar race. We did it back when we were still a video, primarily video podcast. Oh. Back in October last year. Way back then. Way back then, like almost a year ago. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so if we're going to add some variety to this, what you're saying is we're instead of showing people Key West, we're going to talk about Key West. There is still so much to explore and indulge. And I feel like we can accomplish at this race a longer training run to maintain our endurance. And it's the type of race where... There is not so much pressure because they have a full marathon going on at the same time. And we have the same time in the half marathon in terms of a time limit, course time limit, right? as the full marathon. Yeah, I, this, this race, we talked about this, um, well, last year. It's a flat course. Mm-hmm. It's basically a lap around the island. Yeah. And very generous time limit. Yes. The drawback to this race is the heat. Yes. And I, I do remember that vividly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an incredibly warm time of year down in Key West. But this will probably be the first official race event that we attend that I'm going to be able to run at. Oh, so that's post-surgery. exciting. So this will be, a, I think, a good one for me because yeah. it's so flat. Mm-hmm. And I'm not having to worry about getting hill work in where I'm just coming back from getting off of physical therapy. Yeah, because I think there's just maybe one overpass on this course, as I recall. It's it's the final overpass that takes you right next to where it says Fly Navy on the right as you're heading by the Truman Annex. Oh, and, yeah. And then it heads you back into into the area near Mallory Square. Oh, okay. I thought, oh, isn't there another like kind of overpass? Not really. Not, I don't know. That, we'll report back when we actually do the race. Ha- it doesn't have much ro- much sidewalk. I remember that. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's a great course. It's just that that's going to be a, a hot weather run for us. It will, but also good preparation for practicing the hydration, practicing. It's like a race rehearsal for Disney. Disney. Yep. Because Disney in November, you can never tell, is it going to be super humid? Is it going to be kind of chilly? And when it's super humid, that is such a challenge in terms of staying hydrated and not going out too fast. It's the the heat. Meanwhile, staying ahead of the balloon ladies. Yeah. You have to balance everything so right just right. So this is this is going to be one while we're going to have 
more than enough time, we're going to be practicing it at Disney pace or at least as close to it as possible. Well, I mean, at least we're going to have segments in the race where we just, we're going to feel that out. We're going to make sure that our hydration and nutrition is dialed in and just get a feel for that because it's been a while for you. And I want to make sure that we are dialed in for that very strict adherence to pace because they need to open up those roads at Disney. That's true. And we're mixing it up. The scenery, the beautiful scenery of Key West. And there are also other hidden gems as well as places on Duval that we have yet to explore, indulge, and bring to the podcast. Are you implying that there might be more than two or three places that we could share with our listeners? Right. Yeah. There's a treasure trove of fantastic food and beverage on yeah. Key West. So we're going to have a ton to bring to you. We can't wait. And it's going to be totally different than last year's episode. We can't wait. So yes, we've been to Key West a couple of different times on the podcast, but we've highlighted so many different experiences in terms of food and beverage, and there's more to come. And truth be told, Key West is a destination for so many people year-round yeah, and for multiple reasons. This is a destination race. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah. we're going to be bringing that to you in October. Mm-hmm. So the race schedule is looking like October is SOMO. Yes. November, Wine and Dine. Yes. December, Jeff Galloway. Jeff Galloway. Okay. And that'll be in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yes. So I we cannot have, wait. We have a uh, very good yes. variety of races here. And I'm thinking, you know, as we've watched social media and some of the running groups that we've been a part of, like the Extra Mile podcast group, mm-hmm. this past weekend there were a bunch of posts from that group about the bird in hand Oh, I know. Race. It was so, some of the scenery from that race was so pretty. Yeah. And a lot of Extra Milers are apparently within driving distance of that race, but they say we should indeed add it to our bucket list of races. I've had a couple of people reach out on social media and yeah. say the same thing. Yeah. Suzanne in uh, Kentucky mm-hmm. that gave us all those recommendations for Lexington mm-hmm. last year, this past year, she said, you've got to go. She also said there's an expert tip about the potato salad at the after party picnic. Interesting. So I'm thinking we should, but we don't really know about the course. We don't know about the how the course is for that half marathon or... We need to know more. Should we solicit information? I think that would be an excellent idea. Perhaps another reason for you to call us or email us would be, have you run Burden Hand in the past? Did you run it this past weekend? What can you report to us about what makes this a destination race? Share it with us. Info at runnydrink.net or 941 941- Six seven seven two seven three three. Excellent, excellent. Well, you know, even just talking about running makes me a little hungry. I hear you. And although it was not a travel week, we still had 
what I would qualify as absolutely awesome food that you should explore if you are in the Fort Myers, Naples, Southwest Florida area. Yeah, a lot of people come down to our area of the country for business, travel, as well as vacations. And if you're coming down here to Southwest Florida, we have a phenomenal scene of food trucks ranging really from Port Charlotte all the way down to Naples. Even Punta Gorda. Well, Port Charlotte, you know? Punta Gorda, yeah. Yeah. And there is an amazing food truck that will pop up at a lot of different breweries. Mm-hmm. But this time we happened to catch it in the Fort Myers area at Fort Myers Brewing Company. A place that we have featured on the show in previous episodes. Yes. So after doing training run on Sunday, we, I mean, I had to refuel. You had to refuel. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing like the awesome food of this food truck we call Wicked Streetery. Wicked Streetery is the most deceptive food truck I think that I've ever seen because you <laughs> could take their food and put it on a plate and I would think that it came out of a brick and mortar restaurant. You know, and a, a high-end one a, a, at a that. A high-end one, yes, very much so. Uh, these guys are just firing on all cylinders when it comes oh. to their food game. It's amazing. But they were there specifically for the Fort Myers Brewing Company kegs and eggs brunch. And we had experienced their regular menu in the past. Mm-hmm. Which is fantastic. I don't think we've actually talked about it on the show. But we had to come and get their brunch items while they were at Fort Myers Brewing Company because it sounded amazing. Their menu, their brunch menu sounds incredible. It's because it is incredible. <laughs> and so much so that we, we got a, a, a few items to share. Yes. And we did have some of the beers from Fort Myers Brewing, but we're mm-hmm. not talking about their beers today. But we oh. do urge you to check them out on social media and go to their website. But no, this is Delish. all about Wicked Streetery right now. Yes. And I started off with the Wicked Chicken and Waffles. Yum. And they do a buttermilk marinated boneless chicken, Belgian waffle, maple whiskey butter, and sweet potato hay. Oh. Oh. My mouth is watering as you are describing the wicked chicken and waffles. Chicken is juicy mm. and crispy and perfectly cooked. The Belgian waffle had a crispy exterior with the fluffy, soft interior. The maple whiskey butter is as awesome as you might think it is. It's basically really fancy maple syrup with a extra richness from the butter and the and a little smokiness. From the whiskey, whiskey. Yeah. and then sweet potato hay. I mean, you're basically talking about, you know, shredded fried sweet potato. I mean, come on. Just an extra textural layer mm-hmm. that really brought it home. Oh. And that that chicken, you're so right. It was the perfect crispy outer coating and then tender chicken inside. And I think, oh my gosh, you should have it. 
I'm a chicken and waffles fan. I, I think that every time we go somewhere, if we're repeat customers and it's mm-hmm. on the menu, there are a couple of things you can be guaranteed I'm going to order. <laughs> Number one is chicken and waffles. Mm-hmm. Number two is shrimp and grits. Oh, shrimp and grits for you. If yeah, for sure. Guaranteed. I, if it's a place that we frequent, I'm going to get those repeatedly. I mean, there are things that I get repeatedly too that we can talk about. But we did also split an item on that brunch menu that was called the Southwest Breakfast Bowl. Mm-hmm. So it had tater tots, chorizo, fresh pico, shredded cheddar jack, an over easy egg, chipotle hollandaise sauce, and a cool cilantro crema. Wow. that You said your mouth was watering, mm-hmm. just me describing mine. I am right there with you. It was the perfectly cooked over easy egg. So when you broke it over top of this pile of goodness, it was just the yolk was runny. And then you got the chorizo. It's not sliced chorizo. No, the crumbled chorizo. The crumbled chorizo. And the fresh pico just added a, a like that that punch of freshness you need from veggies. Mm-hmm. And the cilantro had that lime creamy goodness and a little bit of smokiness from that chipotle hollandaise sauce. Oh, it was so good. I just want to point out that with the advent of tater tots that have been done up, that has happened over the last few years. Oh, yeah. Restaurants have finally figured it out, and food trucks too. Because there was a time when you would go order tater tots as a side that places would get them so wrong. They were almost steamed, you know, soft, kind of mealy, you know, maybe... Mushy. Yeah, mushy. Not anymore. Places have stepped up their tater tot game. They've figured out that what people want are nice, crispy hunks of potato, and they hit the nail on the head. These are so crunchy on the outside, mm-hmm. hot and, and moist on the inside. Yeah. I would eat that Chipotle hollandaise sauce like a soup. By itself. It was so <laughs> good. Just that the Chipotle just gives a little bit of smokiness. Uh-huh. And I am a sucker for chorizo. Of course. So... Again, uh, there's nothing bad about this bowl at all. And that was a great thing for us to split. So you said you're a sucker for the chicken and waffles anywhere we go. Mm -hmm. I am a sucker for steak and chimichurri. Yes, you sure are. Which is why I got the chimichurri steak hash which was beef tenderloin, breakfast potatoes, bell pepper, onion, chimichurri, and it was all topped with an over-easy egg. Now, did I hear you right that this was beef tenderloin that was served on a food truck? Yeah. Can you believe it? Wow. Well, I believe it because it's Wicked Streetery, and they're awesome. And as I recall, the cook temperature on that beef was perfect. Oh, my goodness. Like, there was the pink center, and... It was sliced perfectly so that you just, you had strips to have the perfect, to set you up for the perfect bite. Well, I, I, 
kind of got the impression that they were using tenderloin, but they were wanting to give you kind of the impression almost of a elevated skirt steak. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was was so tender. And the chimichurri was over the steak. And again, you you break the yolk of the over easy egg. Now, for people who haven't had chimichurri. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, how would you describe it? I would say it is the the acid citrus punch that you need. It's cilantro, it's lime, it's garlic. Garlic, olive oil, it's a sauce. Yeah, basically pureed mm-hmm. into a an herbaceous mm-hmm. suspension. Yeah. So that is I mean I could drink that sauce. It, it is ridiculously good. Oh it's God. it gives you that tartness and that herby mm-hmm. herbiness. Yeah. And it's not the same herbiness as like say a mint or a basil. It is it goes so well with citrus and it goes so well with steak. Yeah, well, I mean you normally um at least like the preparations around here, anyway, we mm. always have lime in it and yeah. almost always paired with skirt steak, flank mm. steak. But like I said, they elevated it and used oh. the beef tenderloin. Oh. And it was so tender. Yeah. And the breakfast potatoes were just, you know, the little cubes of potatoes that you could just spear with the steak and a little bit of like the yolk of the egg and the bell pepper and the onion that were mixed in with the potatoes. So many levels of texture and flavor. Coming off of a food truck. Mm, So good. So what you're saying is, and what I'm saying is, that if you're down here in Southwest Florida whether it's Fort Myers, Cape Coral, anywhere that Wicked Streetery would be popping up, Mm. you should head that way and avail yourself of their menu. This was, what we're describing, is their brunch menu, correct? Indeed. That's not an everyday thing. Not an everyday thing. I've seen it a lot when they're out at Fort Myers Brewing Company, and usually they'll go... It's a weekend thing. Yeah, it's like a Sunday thing, and they'll do... We started, I think, at noon... Yeah, they went noon to three. For noon brunch. to three for brunch, but then they had their regular menu also, which is amazing as well. Can't recommend them highly enough. Mm-mm-mm. Yes. Well, before we go on, I'm going to take a minute to tell you all about our friends at Pure Creative Apparel. Anybody can silkscreen a shirt. Look, we know it's true. I, I did it as a project in high school, but the team at Pure Creative Apparel is really much more than that. They will take you through the entire process to create your custom items right from the very beginning with the design of your artwork or company logo, then create mock-ups to show you what the finished product will look like and help you select just the right high-quality name brand clothing or other merchandise on which you're going to place your artwork or your logo, and then they'll get you your items fast. Or if you're not looking to get into the whole online sales thing and you don't want to worry about inventory, packaging, shipping, and all of that, Pure Creative Apparel has a complete e-commerce package available. So whether you're a school, church, or club needing just a few shirts for a special event or a company looking for a complete branding package, Pure Creative Apparel can help. Find out how by going to purecreativeapparel.com. And we really thank them for their support of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. It's time to wash it all down 
in the drink segment of our show. And we have featured Fort Myers Brewing on the show before, and we can't very well go out to Fort Myers Brewing for kegs and eggs without right. at least giving them an honorable mention for the beer. But they are not the, they're not the main focus of our beer tasting this week. Right. Right. But we did have a lovely pineapple pilsner called Get Laid out there with our brunch items. And that is get laid as an L-E-I apostrophe D as in the necklace of flowers you might get if you're going to Hawaii. Yes. This is totally PG. Totally. Yes. Hear that, Apple? PG. No explicit tags. Exactly. So this is a Pilsner (laughs) that clocks in at 4.2% ABV. Very light in body. Uh, Has a sweet pineapple flavor. And I, not too sweet, though. A mild sweetness, no. but a definitive pineapple aroma. Yes. And they have other offerings, too. If you don't like, if you are not a beer drinker at brunch, they have beer mosas, they have spiked seltzer that they make. So that is our honorable mention in terms of Fort Myers Brewing Company's kegs and eggs and what you can have as a tasty beverage to accompany your brunch items. And I want to say they had about uh, 12 to 15 different beers, beer offerings there. I mean, it was, oh, gosh, it, yes. their menu is enormous. We mm-hmm. love them out there. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to do something a little bit different this week because yeah. it was one of those weeks where we didn't know if we were going to be staying or going because of the storm. The storm couldn't make up its mind what it wanted to do. So yeah. the people of Florida had to cyber bully it with memes and, and bad intention yeah. thoughts to turn the storm and get it to go, go away. So we weren't really sure what we were going to have as mm. far as food and beverage goes here at the house. So we stocked up. We did. Oh, my and, goodness. You know, the, the people joke about Floridians and, you know, yes, we do stockpile food and toilet paper and all this other stuff, but we also tend to stockpile some beer. Yes. And one of the things that we chose to do was pick up a couple of beers that we might want to have in case we were going to spend many hours here without power because we have had that happen in the past. I think mm-hmm. when we were hit by Irma a couple of years ago, we were about 14 days without power. here. Something like that. Yeah. So we decided decided to run down to our local brewery. In this case, it was a trip back to Big Storm Brewing, and it was picked absolutely because of the irony of it being <laughs> Big Storm Brewing and a big storm out oh. in the Atlantic or the, oh. you know, heading our way. And they ha- were doing a new beer release this week. Oh, yeah. And their new beer release is their Firestorm Black IPA. But like most Floridians, you know, once the storm does its thing and it passes, you're stuck with a bunch of hurricane-related food, snacks, and in our case, beer. Yes. We so, weren't stuck with yeah, beer. Yeah, we're stuck with it. We're, we're, we were not stuck with we're beer. We're forced to bear the burden of this beer in our fridge. Oh, the tragedy of that. No, it's no tragedy. So what we decided to do was tonight to give all of you guys a hot take on this beer. And we're going to actually try it for the first time right here, recorded live on the (laughs) Runny Drink Podcast. We've never done a hot take on beer on the show. Well, we've done 
beer chats. Well, we have. And we've actually done a beer chat from, like from face, Big Storm. Facebook Live, yeah. Instagram Live, Twitter Live. We just haven't done it on a recorded episode yet. No, so this is a first. We're making podcasting history here, or at least uh, podcasting history for the Runny Drink podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, the... Big Storm's release is their Firestorm Black India Pale Ale. From their website, it <laughs> says that this is a 5.8% ABV, 71 IBU, and Amy is making a face. That's such a high number. Oh, she's she's all she's wincing and laughing oh, and smiling all at the no. same time. Uh, the description says the intense flavor of this black IPA comes from a base of Equinox and Amarillo hops, while the citrus aroma of the Amarillo dances with the cedar flavor of the Equinox, a complex malt bill featuring wheat, crystal, and roasted malts provide the perfect backbone to complement the premium blend of West Coast hops. Keep and serve cold as Hail, H-A-I-L. Now, the funny thing, and you're laughing at this, it's on the box. I think it might even be on the can here. It's it is. It? It's on the can. It's it says can. food pairings. And mm. I, I appreciate a brewer that's willing to provide some suggestions. Yes. Their recommended food pairings uh-huh. is one of your favorites. Oh, biscuits and gravy? Biscuits and gravy. That is the money. Gorgonzola, Stilton, and blue cheese. Chocolate truffles? I don't know that you're supposed to have them all at the same I don't think time. you have them all together. I think they're suggesting you could have biscuits and gravy or chocolate truffles or maybe some kind of charcuterie, including the cheeses listed. A good stinky cheese. Yeah. And what concerns me about this is not big storm brewing because they make fantastic beer and we know that from mr kevin long we do and the beer chat that we had with him but what concerns me is there are such strong flavors in those food pairing suggestions that is true that is very true that means this is going to be a pretty hardcore black ipa to stand up to those strong flavors. See, I like how you got your clue from that. I what? got my clue from the 71 IBU. 71 IBU, but also cedar, cedar, roasted malts, West Coast hops, citrus aroma. It seems like a lot of strong flavors and aromas going on. Well, you know what? There's only one way to find out. Let's go. Let's see. Well, let's, let's see how this sounds. Let's go. Wow. I'm going to pour. Oh, you're going to pour. Okay. He's going to be my bartender. It is pouring. It looks like black coffee. Oh, God. (laughs) Which is good sometimes because, you know, stouts look really dark like that. Well, I'll tell you, not being normally an IPA person, as everybody knows, (laughs) I have been experimenting with IPAs over the last year. Yes. And I have actually found a couple of black IPAs that are quite good. And I'm hoping that this maintains that same pattern. So that was Amy's that I just poured, and she's she's now nosing the beer. Let me crack mine and hear you. Don't get too far ahead of me. I'm not ahead of you. 
I'm here just smelling the beer. Okay. My. Big Storm is kind enough to do four packs of beers for yes. you to take home and taste. And, and they're like tall boys. And they and they store so nicely for hurricane preparedness kits. They're yeah, they're tall boys. So okay. So first thing I notice oh. about this is the the color is a nice, like I said, nice deep black, kind of like black coffee. This has a great head on it, although yeah. it's not white. Take a look at that. It's it's tan, tan, almost like a, a coffee. Like, like I, I describe it as as espresso crema. Yeah, but sometimes that's even more white than this mm-hmm. in color. This is a lot more tan, as if some of the coffee has almost started to mix with the crema. Okay, I don't know. That's my opinion. Now, we happen to pour these into some silicone pint glasses, so I can't really get a good bead on light passing through it, but I'm going to say based on what I saw pouring, this is probably really close to impervious to light. I mean, I'm going to... It's like the color of Coca-Cola when you pour it. Yeah. Shall we? Shall we? Uh, Cheers. Well, let's let's do the proper tasting. Oh, yeah. uh, Let's do nose it and tell me what you smell. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know. Uh Uh-oh. What, what do you smell? I'm getting some piney notes. Are you getting pine? A little bit. It says citrus aroma in the description. My nose could be broken, though. What else are you getting? What am I getting? The cedar, kind of? The, the woodsy aroma? Are you getting that? Nope. No. Got to tell us what you're getting. I, it's the pine. It's, <laughs> it's the pine. It's the pine. Okay. So, you're getting a little bit of the pine on the while on you're the nosing nose. it? Yeah. Okay. I mean. You ready? Yeah. Don't snort it. (laughs) Clink. Clink. And drink. And drink. Moderate to heavy carbonation. Not as bitter as I thought it was going to be. Do you know how you get that kind of hint of coffee in the body of a stout? Yes. Why am I getting that? That's the toasted malt coming through, I think. Okay. Good. The toasted malt or roasted malt, whatever. But I thought from the smell that it would be like, really like piney in kissing a, the flavor. A pine tree? Or a pine cone or something. The aroma, the initial nosing of this is deceptive. Yeah, it's smooth. It's actually very smooth. Very smooth. It's not exceedingly bitter. I get a little bit of bitterness... On the back of my tongue, almost in my throat. After you swallow. Aftertaste. Yes. Aftertaste. But it's not in the initial taste of the beer. No, I would mm. say during. Yeah. It's more of the toasted malt. Yes. Or the roasted malt. And uh, This is you surprisingly good. Big Storm, they make a white grapefruit IPA that you love. Actually, they do. And in fact, we have a growler of that in our refrigerator, again, in preparation for the hurricane that did not come. Uh-huh. But but there is another tropical system out there developing. Don't and tell gonna, me this. Don't tell anyone to, this. We we're going to hold on to that. We don't need to know about. Don't let's, need that kind of negativity in my podcast. It needs to go away. Agreed. We've had enough. And it needs to steer clear of the Bahamas. Yes, 100%. So, but listen, that white grapefruit IPA you have loved. Yes. And also the Bromosa. Which is their brute IPA. Tangerine. Tangerine brute, brute IPA. Yeah. So, yes. So, do we like 
IPAs from Big Storm? Well, with that many IPAs in our repertoire that we like, are we now officially IPA people? I don't know. You'll have to tell us. Are we IPA people? I don't know, folks. You tell us. Are we IPA people? 941-677-2733. Info at runnydrink.net. Feel free to tell us. Bad news, guys. You're Are we IPA, IPA people? people? No. I don't know. This is, this is a unique beer. You don't see a lot of black IPAs. And it's so different from their other IPAs, too. Very much so. And it's different from the ones we've seen and tried at Southern Swells and other places. Now, what would you say about their food pairing suggestions? Biscuits and gravy. Ooh. Oh. I think that there's enough bitterness here to cut through the creaminess and the heaviness of, of a creamy gravy. True. So I think that that is a winner. The gorgonzola, stilton, and blue cheese. Those are going to be really salty and really tangy. And pungent. And very pungent. And I think the, Stinky cheese. the smoothness and the malt of this would counterbalance that. Fair enough. And then last but not least, chocolate truffles. I think that the, oh. the toasted malt. Yeah, the, it's the maltiness that, that the truffles will bring out. That's going to go super with that. I think their yeah. their Cicerone who selected their beer and food pairing hit the nail on the head here as well. Whoever you are, cheers to you. So, okay. Surprisingly, we have a winner. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Not surprisingly. Not surprisingly. Big Storm, it's Big Storm. Big Storm does a phenomenal job. And again, they are not a sponsor. We just happen to be fans and we live close by. I so, think it's surprising that this is yet another IPA we like. I, I don't even know how to react to that right now. I know. I know that, I know that if I know um, that hey. if Greg Gebhardt from Nice Guys Pizza is listening, yeah. and I'm sure he is, he is laughing right now because he's been trying for years to, to get us convert us on the IPA train. So, and I can remember. Do you not remember the first episode we ever did at the Tampa Beer Run? How I <laughs> how you could you could quote taste the IPA ness? Yes, I, I I remember. Oh my gosh! But that was the first place that we were introduced to Big Storm's beers. Well, that's true, but we had Wavemaker there. Yes, we had Wavemaker, but the IPA we had was from Coppertail, mm-hmm. wasn't it? And I just had no Coppertail idea. Free dive IPA. What to say about it? So I said. There's so much IPA-ness to this. <laughs> and I think I think I've come a long way. We are broadening our horizons and our palates. And I am so appreciative of the education that I have received from people like Kevin Long and other brewers that we have talked to on the show. And they actually have spent a lot of time with us explaining the benefits uh, that certain types of hops and the the timing with which they're introduced into the brewing process mm. and the, the qualities they impart to the beer as a result of the timing as well as the type yeah. of hop. Uh, so it's, it's actually been very educational. I am just so thankful to everybody from Lauder Ale to Engine 15 to Southern Swells. Go check out our back catalog of some yeah, of these breweries. It's really? all on the website at runnydrink.net. Check out these breweries. Just in the search bar, enter brewery, and you're going to see a bunch of them. Yeah. We've gotten some great interviews with people. We've 
have been so fortunate to get a bit of an education and tours of their beers and their menus. Just mm-hmm. check it out because there's so much good stuff out there. So lucky. And I think I feel more educated as I drink this black IPA. I think that that's a side effect of just drinking in general, but you know, okay. To feel more educated? <laughs> it's a, it's a 5.8. It can't hit me that hard yet. No, no. I was fully expecting total bitterness with 71 IBO. So was I. Yeah. But so. this is not, a winner. This yes. Absolute winner. I would have it again. Great job, big storm. And if another storm comes, I'll go back and restock. We're going to stock up. We have growlers. Just, just to have it for the sheer irony <laughs> of drinking big storm during yeah. a big storm. So, Love it. Love it. Okay. Thank well, you. that was a phenomenal beer. And mm, I'm still we'll drinking. I'll have, have to finish this as we're doing our editing tonight. Yes. But, yes. um, Anyway, like we, we asked you all earlier, how do you add variety to your training? How, what are your, give us some of your mental tips to keep the positivity. Let us know. Also, if you ran Bird in Hand, what was it like? Why did you run it? Why should we run it? Definitely. Let, let us know. Let us know. Leave us a one minute message with your name, where you're from, and your tip about burn in hand or how you add variety to your long training runs, keep it interesting and keep your motivation level up like we were talking about earlier. Info at runeatdrink.net. Info at runeatdrink.net or 941-677-2733. Next week, we have a great interview planned now that the fall training and race season is on its way. We are going to be headed to the Wine and Dine Half Marathon weekend in November. Mm-hmm. And we know that many of you may be headed to Marathon Weekend in January, Princess in February, Star Wars in April. We are going to have a special guest on the show who's going to stop by to tell us all about his experience with Run Disney. Yeah, tips, tricks. Just if you're new to Run Disney or thinking about it. You might have heard of this guy if you're active in some of the Run Disney uh, communities on Mm -hmm. social media. Right. There's a little hint. Yeah, but we'll have more next week. So stay tuned and have an awesome week. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great third year because of your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run Eat Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run Eat Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.